Hey, I'm Cameron. I'm Malcolm Jones. And welcome to the Land Cable Podcast, where we talk about all things gaming, mostly. Whether you're from PC or console, or from Steam or Epic, we got you covered with the latest news, the latest topics, and the latest gaming mishaps. So plug in your keyboards, mouses, and even Steam controllers if you got them, because the Land Cable Podcast starts now. And welcome everybody to another edition of the Land Cable Podcast. I'm Cameron. I'm Malcolm Jones. And we have an amazing show, another great show for you guys here today. Got a lot of topics to get through, but as always, we like to get into our game game of the the week. week. And a huge game has come out that we both have been anticipating. Malcolm has been anticipating it uh, uh, more than I have, and um, I I don't have it yet, but Malcolm has had a chance to experience it. And of course, we're talking about Outriders. So, Malcolm, why don't you tell us what you, since you've been playing Outriders, what have you thought about the game so far? Well, Outriders has been a gift and a curse, to say the least. (laughs) Um, uh, If you've been able to play it due to kind of wonky servers, uh, it's it's kind of been a hit or miss, uh, at least for getting a chance to play it. I didn't start playing it till April 2nd. The game released on April 1st. Which is probably why I was so, uh, but um, but no, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a really fun looter shooter. Um, definitely highly recommended to play with friends or cooperatively. Uh, the max amount of people you can play with is three. Oh, and I know we already talked about the game uh, when the beta came out, or as me like Cameron like to call it, the demo. Right. And everything changed once you know the actual game dropped. Uh, the servers weren't really able to handle it. Crossplay was just not happening at least in the beginning for a while right game's only been out a little over a week uh but they just dropped a patch today as we're recording or yesterday i think i downloaded it today uh that uh opened up cross play again uh the servers seem to be more stable than they were uh a few days ago uh, i actually got a chance to try cross play for the first time since the beta and it, it works really well a couple of hiccups and maybe uh, delays, but not too major to get you killed. But I did get a chance to uh, actually finish this game, which was a lot of fun. But I definitely, I played it as a single player experience. Okay. When this game is definitely meant for multiplayer or cooperative specifically. Uh, also, there is no PvP. It is a PvE game. Just uh, so not Destiny. So there's no, you won't be facing any other opponents. Like you'll just be working cooperatively with other people. Yeah, it's PVE, player versus enemies. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's uh no, it's fantastic. The game was a lot of fun. Some people may not agree that the story is that great. Kind of like Game of Thrones, every character you enjoy dies. So just kind of be prepared for that. (laughs) Yeah, I got that from the demo. Yeah, right. It doesn't get much better from there. From a liking characters oh wow uh yeah i mean that's eh, it, it kind of depends i do like some characters uh with this semi review i don't want to do tell you too much just because it's really been only out for a little over a week um i just want to tell you the legendaries are fantastic weapons the mods that you can put on not just on legendaries but any weapon in the game are really interesting you get to really play 
with that, uh, especially when you talk about character skill trees. There's just so many different variations you can do, and you're not locked into them. You get a skill tree, and you can respect that skill tree at any time. But I think what is noting is you get a maximum of 20 points to fill your, fill your, uh, your tree. And 20 actually gets you pretty far. You can fill out a whole tree, basically. Or whole lane in your tree with 20 points. Right. So that's cool. Um, yeah, it's it's... It's it's weird because I enjoy, I don't mind playing co-op games by myself, but this was the first time where I really wanted to, especially with the promise of crossplay. As someone who's on PS5, it was nice to be able to play with someone on, on PC. I also will be interested to play with people on Xbox and the PS4 Pro and stuff like that. Right. Especially with you know it being on Xbox Game Pass, specifically on console. Uh, but overall, it's, you know, the boss fights, there is a good amount of variation. But when you're playing solo, you're kind of stuck with a particular play style, depending on which character you've chosen. I chose the Pyromancer. And the Pyromancer is basically mid to far range. Close, kind of, but you kind of need to run and get out of there. Mm. So uh, I chose one of the more co-op friendly characters, or heavy. So I can I can solo stuff, but I have to really think about it. And I love all my skills and abilities. Uh, again, I won't spoil them, but they're they're a lot of fun. And it's just kind of crazy to have guns that do like I think my sniper does like over five thousand, six thousand damage. No, Holy yeah, like does like seven to nine thousand damage a bullet. And wow. being able to kind of mix and match with mods and skills and really building my character it's it's really it's a well-oiled machine man it's it's incredible like it's so much fun it's always what i wanted out of destiny basically being able to just mix and match things and not feel like every class is the same because if you look at titans warlocks and hunters at some point they all have the same abilities just kind of a little bit different from a variation right. but they all have the same ice shit on well, this game very different you don't you can get ice on a gun or maybe an effect from an armor or a type of bullet you shoot, but your skill is basically your skill. So you get your power early on in the game, and that's kind of what it is, and you can start mixing and matching with other classes and really start building up a team to do some crazy shit. Just so much fun. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I think at the end of the day, I wanted to give it an 8, but it's more like a 7.5. Oh, it's, okay. It's... It's it's above average, slightly above average. Um, I think a lot of that comes from not really playing the end game content quite yet. Uh, the okay. only reason I haven't played the end game content quite yet is just due to really feeling like that should be the cooperative piece. If you've literally not played co op until that point, you want to play co op for end game content because not only is it more difficult, it's now time sensitive. You have to kill things in a certain amount of time. To get to an area, so if that's the case, you're definitely gonna want a crew of people. Okay. But, but yeah, no, it's it's a fun game, and I would highly recommend it to anybody who gets a chance. I think for sixty dollars, it's still worth it. Um, I think especially now that crossplay works and just playing uh, cooperative on your same system or PC works, or at least is better. It's a better reason to get it. Uh, just as a little uh, sprinkle of salt, I guess. Or a pitch of salt. Uh, 
apparently there's still a possibility of losing save data uh, with cross-save play. Mm-hmm. It's much less than it was before, and they're still fixing that. But it sounds like for the most part it's gone, and I have not experienced it yet, but I know people have lost full characters. So, uh, But yeah, but that's Outriders, kind of in a nutshell. Uh, no spoiler, and uh, hopefully when Camasar play, starts playing it, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, um, I, I, <clears throat> I plan on buying it as soon as uh, we finish uh, recording. Um, I, what I was going to ask you is, because I know you, you're the one that introduced me to this game, and I was going to ask you whether this game met your expectations or exceeded it, because I know you were really, really hyped. You're, you're really hyped about the game. So I was just curious about, you know, where, where was it when you finally played the actual game? Where was it on the expectations meter? Did it meet it? Did it exceed it? Like, where, where is it? Um, it, it met my expectations in some places and didn't meet them in other. I would say, uh, the co-op experience is exactly what I was hoping for. Okay. It's so much, it was just so much fun and being able to like interlace those different types of abilities just changed the way I enjoyed the game. Right. Uh, the short amount of time I played the, the co-op today with crossplay. Because I did it in the beta, and obviously that was fun, but now that I have all my abilities, it's a little different. Um, But yeah, no, it definitely met my expectations. I guess in the places it didn't uh, was more just not not having cross-play available in the beginning. And thankfully that was fixed. But also the, the story not really picking up until a little past halfway through. Uh, that was a little bit of a problem for me. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And just kind of not really enjoying a lot of the characters and not really loving. You're 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 kind of on a. You're not really making decisions for your character. Your character right. is who he is or she is. And I wish I had more ch- control of the choices that my character made. And okay. due to not being able to make certain choices, I have not agreed with everything my character has done, which is unfortunate. But, uh, but yeah, but from a gameplay perspective, it met it, met it and exceeded it actually, just awesome. because I never thought I'd be willing to play this game three more times with different characters, and I okay. definitely would play it one or two more times. Awesome. That's still pretty high considering it's about twenty-five to thirty hours. And that's, mm-hmm. of course, if you didn't have server issues. Right. So that right, right. number may be a little longer now. but Awesome. Well, now I have a better idea of what I'm in for when it comes to actually, uh, you know, playing the full, ex- getting the full experience on uh, on PC and actually playing, uh, sinking my teeth into the game. Uh, awesome. awesome. One more awesome. little gripe, because this is something that no one's going to talk about. Okay. Why in the world do we have a car we can customize that we can't drive? It is the most <laughs> ridiculous thing in the entire game. It makes absolutely no sense. And like you see it in cutscenes sometimes. But like who cares? Like why would I want to customize a car I can't even drive? Yeah. It's like the livery uh changing in Hot Wheels in the Hot Wheels game. It's ridiculous. I don't know what why would I care? <laughs> I want to drive the thing. Right. In either game would be nice. 
Ugh. Wow. Ugh. So it's like they put something in there that doesn't really have any. They let you do all these things like customizing it, but it doesn't really have any use at the end of the day. It has absolutely no use. You just look at it. It's pretty. Well, that's that's yeah, that's unnecessary. That is very, <laughs> very unnecessary. Um, but yeah, okay, awesome. So Outriders definitely. If you guys are um, trying to figure out if you want to pick up the game, uh, Malcolm Malcolm definitely recommends it. Uh, gave it a gave it a seven, right? Seven out of ten. Seven point five. Five. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I'll be be playing it later on after the after the recording, and I can't wait to um see what the game is all about. But uh, moving on to unpopular gaming opinions. And I'll keep this uh, I'll keep this short and sweet. And what I really want to say, because I'll get more deep into this uh, later on in the podcast with other topics that we talk about. But I just want to say, um, I don't think that publishers slash developers should remake a game that's already been remastered. Um, a lot of times when a lot of times developers will come out for um come out with a remastered especially if there's a new system uh coming out a next a new generation of consoles coming out they'll come out with a remastered version of an old game whether it's the halo master chief collection or stuff like that um and uh, what, what we're seeing now is people starting to remake games that have already been remastered for that specific console already so I think that it's it's honestly kind of milk not not just milking the franchise of of the game but also just trying to shove it in our faces and shove it down our throats this particular IP and it's like look a remastered you can do a lot more with a remastered um by just you know re-releasing it on a new generation uh, of hardware and then you utilizing what you can from that new generation of hardware you don't have to take new resources and remake a game from scratch from the ground up especially when it's already been remastered um and also especially if it's it's if it's not even that old so that's my unpopular gaming opinion uh, is that we don't need to remake a game and i'm sure you you uh agree malcolm to a certain extent that we don't need to remake a game that's already been remastered especially if it's been remastered like uh so many times already uh like could you imagine if rockstar came out and said okay we're remaking gta 5 with red dead redemption graphics i mean that would be ridiculous because they're already they've already confirmed to come out with a remastered version of it so i think a lot of times i think remakes should just be only for games that are 10 years up 10 years plus older and remastered should be relegated to games that are like uh 10 uh less than 10 years um that's that's when games should be remastered uh do you it's agree not a generation away i mean my god yeah certain i mean certain games i don't know I, I mean i agree i mean obviously we're talking about a specific game that we'll get to but it is it is just i i am excited for remakes i've not usually been super excited for remasters and this is arguably probably the first remake i am not excited for right and it's absurd that this is happening and it's very much a marketing push and it's just painful to watch very very painful to watch so yeah that's uh that's the unpopular gaming opinion this week we'll get more into it as the show continues but now we're gonna get into what's that game 
And as always, we have we th we each have three games that we're going to share. Uh, Malcolm, do you want to go first? Absolutely. All right. In a world where player chat is the story, comes Last of Us with cars. <laughs> you said Last of Us with cars? Yeah. Day before. Yeah, day before. Not that Last of Us didn't have cars, but the only let yeah. You couldn't like necessarily like drive it for a while. Exactly. Drive cars in this game. So Yeah, it was always somebody driving you around in a car. Yeah, you were <laughs> in the open world. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So here's my first one. Oh my gosh, this game has been totally reworked. The couches now have cushions. I would assume Last of Us remake. No, it's not Last of Us remake. That's it, Mass Effect. That's Mass Effect. If you if you go back and you look at the the coverage that they did, um, oh, they, you mean the different angles they chose? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then the things that they actually were uh, with, that they went into Mass Effect One and actually redid and and remastered and visuals that they added. Now you can see certain things that weren't there before, like little little. Oh, little that details that nobody yeah. cares about. Gotcha. Exactly. <laughs> I call it Mass Effect Big L Edition, but that's just <laughs> Big L Edition. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your uh, What's your next one? Ah, I love the smell of burning plastic in my games. <laughs> Hot Wheels. Unleashed. <laughs> Unleashed. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get into more of Hot Wheels uh, later on in the show, but uh, yeah, burning plastic. Tell me where the lie is. That's exactly what it does. <laughs> exactly. All right. So for my next one, uh, you better not do the Spider-Man PS5 thing and put Pedro Pascal's face on Joel's. Last of Us remake. Yeah. I actually would be for that. No, no way. Really? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're going to remake the game, why? I mean, seriously. You I have guess, to do something but... massive. Like, it doesn't even make sense to remake it. So. I guess, but isn't that kind of disrespectful to, like... Um, you know what's Troy disrespectful? Troy Remaking a game that's barely... Been, you know, I'm not even going to get into it. We'll, we'll get into <laughs> it later, but yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it later. Um, but, uh, okay, what's your what's your third and final one? How much can I pay to not have this in my game? <laughs> R reverse. R reverse. <laughs> Such a dumb title. I'm sorry. Reverse. Reverse. What the fuck? R reverse. A game so mode where you can fight all the hero characters and the villain characters at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's freaking dumb. Are you ever? Gonna, you're not going to give that a shot, are you? I'm going to play it. Hey, I give every game a shot. I even gave your bullshit Avengers game a shot. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you actually bought the game. Did you play the demo? No, or? I played the demo. I'm not fucking buying that piece <laughs> of shit. I'm not playing that crap. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So for my third and final one. So is this the name of the game or how they felt about the project? Maybe both abandoned <laughs> maybe both abandoned yeah um nah, but i camera's too harsh on this one it was just a teaser trailer we didn't learn anything i don't we didn't we didn't learn shit I, I, I would rather that's the point of a teaser trailer is what but, I'm trying to explain. but what i'm saying is that another this isn't point the suicide of the squad trailer, trailer where they freaking give everything away right and this is why i haven't watched it 
But another point of a teaser trailer is to get you at least interested in seeing what what this game is about. I didn't even interested where she was. I I could tell. I know where she was in the woods. In the, weren't in the interested in woods. why? No. Why not? Because she. I mean, she kind of horribly explained it, didn't she? In the in the trailer, she was talking about. Oh, really? How, um. You know. I don't know, man. She just looked. Anyway. I'm, I got to see what this game is about because I would have rather them end it literally like teased a, gameplay footage was coming soon that happened like a gameplay that, reveal yeah gameplay footage in like 15 frames per second but I digress no it said they're gonna have an actual gameplay reveal video not just the 15 seconds we saw or the oh, five okay. seconds we saw okay good hopefully it comes out soon because uh, again this was a teaser trailer but any, you guys check it out when you when uh, abandoned. If you guys uh, haven't heard about it already, it's supposed the PS5 exclusive, and it's um they have like a 15 second trailer teaser trailer for it um on YouTube that they uploaded. So check out check out that trailer and let us know what you think. Um, but yeah, moving on to rumor has it, and this is a pretty big rumor. Uh, Hideo Kojima is working on an exclusive Xbox game. Uh, in, in a recent episode of the Xbox Era podcast, insider uh, Shepshil Ed stated that Kojima Productions originally went to Sony with a pitch for their next game. Uh, Sony, however, was not satisfied with how Death Stranding did commercially and as such turned down the offer to work with Kojima again. Uh, he also suggests that Kojima may have been in talks with Google and Stadia for a while because his game is apparently makes a lot of use of the cloud technology. Um, but that ultimate, uh, but that ultimately, ultimately talks with Microsoft progress further. Uh, the Microsoft Kojima deal is apparently close to being completed. So if it does happen, we might be hearing about it quite soon, most likely at the Xbox, um, E3 show showing that they're going to have, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's only fair, right? I mean, PlayStation got to have their exclusive Kojima game and now Xbox gets to have their Kojima. It's not even that. I mean, freaking, they said no to it. They told yeah. him no. That's what I'm shocked about. The fact that he even asked is enough for me not to be upset about it. Yeah. Honestly, I'm kind of tired of this exclusive stuff. I I don't mind having exclusives, but like to a to a point, it's just kind of not beneficial anymore. What the whole exclusivity thing? Or yeah, and I'm for exclusives. I think it just when Bethesda was bought, my views on exclusives changed a little bit. Right. Just because. If I can't play the new Elder Scrolls on my PS5, it's going to be a problem for me. Right. And I assume a lot of other people. But again, Microsoft did or Xbox bought them, so what can I do about it? I guess I, just get a better card that I can't buy right now. <laughs> well, it's just it's interesting because Hideo Kojima is a big name in the gaming industry and the fact that What's well, about money? Cuz remember it didn't uh, Death Stranding didn't do as well as they hoped. As they wanted it to do, right. Right. It wasn't COD. It didn't do COD money or COD numbers, which is whatever. Um, but still, I, know. I mean, they lost. They could have potentially, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know. I mean, we don't know what the next game is. It, it could be very art house like Death Stranding. Right. So, um, I mean, it's, shit, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't expecting to play a game where my human waste was used to make explosives to kill oiled up uh squids and shit i mean that's (laughs) definitely not what i expected i I, now granted it's more than that but that's a part of it 
it's really cool. The game is actually really interesting. But the mechanics of the gameplay, that's realistic. That's part of it. Right. Well, so I think that maybe turned off some people, possibly. Well, obviously, I'll never say never uh, that I'll never play oh, this really, game. Oh, really, Cameron? But, what what but, about Minecraft? Never say never, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but what what I mean is that I I am intrigued by the story of um, Death Stranding. I just wouldn't want to play it. I'd like watch. I'd probably watch like a like the cutscenes on YouTube or something. I usually Not do that for idea, games. That, yeah, I usually yeah, do that for Guillermo games that I don't plan on playing. Yeah, I was just say Guillermo del Toro is fantastic in there. It makes me want him to be an actor that badly. That's how good he is in that game. Wow. He was my favorite character. Okay. And I didn't even beat the game yet. Oh no, I I, be, I believe it. I I mean he was in when when they were promoting the game uh when I saw him as like a uh, in the video game, uh, I was like, "Yo, like uh, Hideo Kojima's going all out with this. He's getting like directors to be in his games and stuff. Like I'm expecting uh, freaking, I don't know, Quentin Tarantino or something in wow. the next one, or 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 uh, how about uh, no, <laughs> or maybe J.J. Abrams? I don't know, dude. Like, um, but I know so him. So we can be blinded on the screen. Nah, I'm okay. No, I I know him and um, uh, Hideo Kojima have like a close friendship, so um, oh, yeah. it's probably one of those friend friendship things where he was just like, hey man, like be in my game um but yeah uh so that's gonna do it for rumor has it uh hopefully we'll, we'll we'll see what becomes of hideo kojima's next game and where it it will ultimately end up um now we're gonna move on to topics of the week and we have a lot of them uh starting with this big big topic and this big announcement Borderlands uh, has cast somebody else. Uh, they've casted Edgar Ramirez to play Atlas uh, in the adaption of the video game. He joins uh, Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ariana Greenblatt, uh, Florian uh, Moontinu, uh, I don't want to butcher his name, Haley Bennett, and uh, Jack Black. In the game, Atlas is a businessman. Uh, business titan and arms manufacturer and the most powerful person in the universe now that i didn't know i didn't know he's the most powerful person in the universe um well you being the borderlands aficionado here what do you think of this casting is this good casting are they well this is the complicated piece it is atlas wasn't played by a dude atlas was the company so in borderlands we don't normally do this so this is they're making a, a distinction uh, from the movies to the game, so this is different. Okay, well, I mean, they definitely. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in in I mean, in the next article that comes out here, they they say the Borderlands writer and and Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford uh, made it clear that the movie universe is going to be totally different from the video game universe. Um, he said we are authentic to the characters' tone and style but allow for independent storylines. The mediums are not the same, so the content should not be bound by the same rules. And I know for a lot of people like that, I, I guess people were getting kind of concerned with the whole Kevin Hart casting and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And I think what he was trying to say here, he was trying to compare it to like how the Marvel movies are different from like the comic books, but they draw inspiration from the comic books and characters are 
still tonally the same and 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 they're authentic but the movie version takes liberties with the characters and the lore um now is that something you're okay with with them uh differentiate differentiating themselves from the video game universe yeah no i think it's important that they do that just because the casting so far has definitely felt somewhat different from what we expect uh from the games or what we've seen in the games the kevin art thing is always going to be interesting and we're not going to really be able to tell until we see a trailer problem is kevin hart every serious role i've seen him in he's not he's not bad he's okay i think the difficult piece is roland who is the leader of the uh of the vault hunters at least in uh the first game he he's like kind of funny but he's really just stoic most of the time right and i and i just feel like kevin hart he's gonna he's gonna definitely bring his own flair to it that's not gonna feel like roland and I think that's one of the reasons why they're trying to separate themselves from the video games. And I think there's nothing wrong with doing a different storyline, but I still think your characters should be still faithful. And maybe they will be, maybe they won't. Um, it's only a time will tell kind of a thing. But I don't know. What? It's uh, I think it's a better way to not get your hopes up. Right. Because video game movies have been very hit or miss, mostly missed. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I think we could take away from this for sure is that they're trying to build a universe, so that means they want multiple movies. Um, they're I mean, thinking about four this. games. So well, yeah, they want a whole that. franchise off of this. And my whole thing is, for you, Malcolm, Actually what five. matters? Huh? Actually, five if you include the Telltale game. Oh, okay. Well, well, for you, what? When you look at this movie, what are you hoping more for? Do you hoping that it feels like Borderlands, the video game, like, are you fine with them taking liberties in terms of um, not making it exactly like the video game and making it's it its the, own thing? Yeah, it's definitely the safer option. It makes me feel a little more comfortable, and I think Borderlands fans, uh, or at least the ones that are left after getting the, finding out there's a season two uh, season right. pass, uh, the ones that are left after that, I think they would be uh, remiss if I didn't say that just keep it. I don't know. They they would rather it be separate so that they don't get their hopes up. Right. And I don't get my hopes up either. I think it's important to have a quality video game movie, especially if you want a franchise or, you know, multiple films. And I think Borderlands is an, is a, I hate to say radical choice, but it kind of is because you have to have the perfect balance of horror and comedy. Well, Eli Roth has that's the all. horror part of it. I don't know about yeah. the comedy part. So that's the kind of difficult piece. Is this game going to feel funny? Or is it going to feel just like a horror film with bright colors? And I think that's kind of a wait and see kind of a issue. But mm. I am excited for it. I'm hoping we're getting more video game franchise style movies. Oh, absolutely. Not like the Avengers. I don't want Marvel. I want video games. And I don't no. want a Marvel's Avengers video game either. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. I'm hoping that since, you know, I hope Mortal Kombat is successful enough in that it, it, it builds up hype for the future of video game movies. And I I have to wait and see a trailer to make a, an opinion on board because I, I haven't played Borderlands like that. 
Um, so I don't know the universe like you do, but you, but I you hope, played it enough to know the look. Yeah, I know the look. I know the style. I know the vibe. And I'm just hoping that at least they get that down. Similar to the Mortal Kombat, how, you know, they got that whole vibe down. They got that tone down perfectly. Um, so I'm hoping that Borderlands can do the same thing. I have more. I'll tell you this. I have more faith in the Borderlands movie than I do that Resident Evil movie. That's for sure. Um, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's that's the Borderlands news this week. Uh, moving on to now. Uh, as we all know, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is uh, coming out, uh, I think, in May. And they recently came out and did uh, a comparison video between the original and the remastered's performance. Uh, you've seen it, right? You've seen the comparison video? Original and the remastered version yeah, of no, Mass I have. Effect? Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously looks better. I mean, it, yeah. they couldn't it, have pulled this off if it didn't. Well, they worked more on... They They said in the video that they worked more on... Uh, Mass Effect One because that's where the 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 changes needed to be more. Um, they needed to work on the changes more there on that first game, and pretty much the entirety of the video was them going in depth on what they changed with Mass Effect One specifically. Uh, like I said, like I made the joke before, yeah, they added cushions, they added to where certain things are more clear uh, and more detailed, um, specifically. In Mass Effect One, when you're driving the 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 tank on the on the mountain and stuff, it's more detailed. Uh, it's it's easier to control and um, it's less uh, jumpy, and you have more uh, uh, versatility with the with the um, tank. And um, it, with certain enemies, it's more easier to uh, shoot them and aim at them. And yeah, I mean. If, if I'm being honest, you really get the Legendary Edition just so you can play Mass Effect 1 uh, remastered. And, and, and because with the other two games, they explained that there wasn't really much that they needed to do, especially when it comes to Mass Effect 3. With Mass Effect 3, all they really did fix was bugs and stuff. They didn't really fix... Um, there wasn't really much that they said they needed to fix with that game. It was more so with Mass Effect 1 that they needed to fix. So, I mean... If I'm I'm impressed with what they showed. Um, I do plan on uh, buying the Legendary Edition. Uh, you know, I'm excited for that. Uh, what about you, Malcolm? You excited for the Legendary Edition, or do you plan on uh, just sitting this one out and playing the original that they uh, came out with? Yeah, no, it's just a difficult thing. It's this this game was not created for next the next generation, and it's weird to have a remaster slash remake ish kind of trilogy like this at a time where it's very obvious that we're already in this new generation right and we're gonna make a game specifically for a past generation and we've already failed you on mass effect andromeda and the band-aid is to just kind of polish up our old games right and then not even make them for a current generation that we're all in I think that's still pretty rough. It's still pretty rude. Um, Would you have rather does it seen look a remake? Better? Well, yeah, that's what it yeah. needs. That that was that was the whole problem. This wasn't yeah. a remake. This is a remaster, and it's very painfully not gonna be like the load times will be faster on PS5 or next generation stuff. Yeah, which is great, but like it's not made for it. And they really, I don't know. I I was hoping for a lot more work. Um, obviously, sixty dollars makes sense. Thirty, uh, twenty dollars a game. That's 
barely what it's worth, so I guess that makes sense. Right, um, and you're getting all the DLC too, right? Getting all of it. They cut a couple because the source code was messed up or something like that. But I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. It's okay. I think it's great. In in theory, it's great, but they really needed to remake it, not just put an HD texture and charge everyone sixty bucks. Now, granted, the game does look better. I'm not gonna lie. One does look a lot better, but it's not like when they did uh, um, Mafia One remake, where you well, that was a very entire much remake. know that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. that's what you respect when you're just kind of like highlighting textures and shit, and then just zooming in because you don't want to see the obviously not great angles they chose in Mass Effect One and Two. Um. It doesn't really seem like they're doing too much work in that area. Right. Not that it doesn't take a lot of work to do that, and I know it does, and I, you know, I respect that piece of it. It's just as a consumer, I would hope more work would be done, especially after such a failure as Mass Effect Andromeda really was. And right. as someone who paid for the deluxe edition, so that's $7 out of my pocket, and this game costs $10 less than that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only version I paid for specifically, but... It's just, it's just kind of tough. It's in a rock and a hard place for me. There was some kind of discount, maybe, but I'm in no rush. Right. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Um, now, moving on here to the uh, next topic. Um, PlayStation 5 exclusive Abandoned is not a secret Kojima game, director says. Um, the developer uh, Blue Box Game Studios released a PT-esque trailer, all of which led some fans to believe that it was actually a front for a new Kojima Productions project. Uh, in a statement, the studio said, we have no association with Hideo Kojima, nor do we claim to have any association, uh, nor was it our intention to claim such a statement. We are a small group of developers working on a passionate title we wanted to work on for a long time. Uh, I personally did not get a... a PT-esque vibe from that trailer, especially since PT is inside of like a house. This was outside in like some woods somewhere. And I don't, even the, the way that from what we saw, the engine didn't even look like it was Kojima's engine that he uses for his games. So I don't personally Nothing know Nothing about why. that trailer felt Kojima. Yeah. I don't Nothing understand how people got confused with that. Um, but to talk about abandoned for a second, I mean, I uh, this is a passion project for them. So, and it's a small group of developers. So I'm sure that they're putting all their their heart into this game. So I don't want to crap on it too much. I'm just when I talk shit about, I'm just talking about shit about the trailer of the teaser that they showed. Um, I'm not. This isn't my opinion on the game because you know we haven't seen anything really. I just think that the teaser was a little bit awful. Um, and could have been done better. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know how people could get confused about that. Uh, what did you think of the trailer, though? Are you excited about the potential of what this game could possibly be? Uh, yeah, like I said, it was it was just a teaser. We know where they are. I want to know why, and I want, to, I, I want to know what's going to happen. I'm definitely interested. It did what a teaser is supposed to do. It made you go, huh, I wonder why. Right. And I think it did that. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited to see what comes of it. Yeah, it's exclusive for PS5, so And honestly, it's a it's a compliment to be called is this a Kojima game, I would say. Yeah. That means absolutely. you know something's you know greatness is coming. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 not like a harsh thing at all. But I can see why they don't want to get people's oh, hopes yeah. up and like mislead people. So they want to come out and say like, no, like absolutely, this is not a Kojima game. Like this is, we're just a small developer just trying to make a passion project. And then you know, kudos to them. I hope they'll be successful, and I can't wait to see more of it. Um, and now on to uh, a new topic that. Uh, I mean, honestly, it doesn't hurt me. <laughs> this is one of those delays that really doesn't uh, affect me in any way. Uh, Death Loop has been delayed until September. Uh, Arcane uh, Lion uh, released a statement saying that they uh, they're committed to the quality and preserving our team's ambitions for Death Loop, while ensuring the health and safety of everyone of Arcane. We'll be using this extra time to accomplish our goal and create a fun, stylish, mind-bending player experience. Uh, they apologized for the extended wait and thanked fans for their passion and excitement. Um, so what I gather here, this is just a guess. I don't know if this is why they delayed it. But when he talked about ensuring the health and safety of everyone, I think that means that maybe somebody in the office got COVID or maybe too many people were getting COVID and they knew that they weren't going to be able to, because of that, like they weren't going to be able to finish the game in time for it to come out when they wanted it to uh, to come out. So they just said, you know what, we're going to get deal with this COVID thing first, make sure everybody's health is good. And then that'll give us more time to work on the game and have it out by September. Um, what, what was your reaction when you found out uh, Death Loop was delayed? Uh, not, not a massive one. It's a game that I'm kind of on the fence about, but I am, ex I am excited to see what it looks like when it comes out. Uh, right. I think delays at this point, I'm very much at this point where I'd rather you just I'd rather a game get delayed and actually come through with what they promise. Right. Um but this kind of seems like there was an issue with maybe somebody got code in the office or someone was sick in the office or something like that. And they need to go back to being at working from home. So it right. would take a little bit longer to push out the final product. Mm-hmm. So I think there's nothing to worry about there. Um, I think the beauty of this game, which I don't think we've had a chance to talk about, is it's on sale if you have PlayStation Plus. So that's a little bit of an incentive to perch to pre-purchase the game. Yeah, uh, if yeah. it's something you're looking for. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's I, I'm for a delay at this point, as long as they're reasonable delays. And I don't even mean like reasonable in time; just they make sense why we're delaying it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. this definitely seems like a good reason. Yeah, I mean, as games get more um, challenging to make, the, the, these developers are going to need more time to make sure that the game runs smoothly when, when they're released. So, yeah, take all the time you need. Um, uh, I didn't know about the uh, Deathloop, uh, you know, like PlayStation Plus thing, but I'll definitely, definitely uh, look into that because maybe that'll give me an incentive to buy it. Who knows? Um, and now on to a big topic that has been a topic um that has made a lot of people upset and confused um the last uh, last of us remake is coming from naughty dog um a new report from bloomberg has set, has shed some light on the going ons at playstation and it appears that despite the last of us only releasing in 2013 naughty dog is already developing a remake uh, the report also mentioned that days gone studio sony bend was developing a new uncharted game and that Days Gone will not get a sequel. Uh, Sony Visual Arts Service Group, based in San Diego, has typically supported other Sony studios in the past. 
However, the studio is said to have begun its attempts to remake The Last of Us about three years ago. So this is already in the this is already in the works. Like this is already happening. They're already developing it. Um, I'm not sure how far along they are, uh, but I think uh, you would agree, Malcolm, that we do not need out of all the Sony games that they could remake that are 10 years plus older. This is one of those games that really don't need to be remade, especially after they just did a remaster of it. Fuck the remaster. The the fucking sequel just came out. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. would I want to play this the original right after I just played this? Especially when there's a remaster on PS4. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I, they're only doing this because they want to push the show that's coming on on HBO. Right. And I think Absolutely. that's cool, but would it make more sense just to prop up the remaster than yeah. to just go make a, a... I mean, it's just... You're pulling away resources to remake a game that already is great as it is. I don't like. I mean, you could make it look a little better, I guess. In theory, you can make it look like The Last of Us Two, right? But at that point, I don't. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, other than we're just trying to be like, well, if people are interested in the show, they're going to be like, let's play the original game, but we should give them a cooler, slicker version. It's like, okay. Well, that's a choice. Uh, I think my big problem is it's going to cost like 40 to $60. Because yeah, if it's going to be a PS5 game, it's going to probably pull some Miles Morales stuff where it's going to cost 50 bucks, if not more. Yeah, you're going to... I'm t- Like, they are probably going to put uh, Pedro Pascal's face on and have him be Joel. Um, and yeah, then, I don't know why you're so against. I'm if that's the case, I'm actually kind of interested. I'm just interested in the remake in general. It doesn't matter what they do. I could care less. But I I think that to me, this is just for in, in my opinion. I think that they are really milking this series and and just putting it in your face. Like I get it. It's it is a popular game. It is a fantastic story driven game. One of the greatest. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you, but just the amount of just shoving this i mean this game got it has it, it got a sequel it got all these dlcs story dlcs and it's getting a tv show it was going to be a movie but they moved it into a tv show now and it's it's well on its way into production i just think that and now they're doing this remake and it's just like well my god like just let the game breathe i think too much of anything is bad for you and it makes it to where well now I'm getting too much Last of Us. Same thing with fucking um, uh, Grand Theft Auto. It's too much Grand Theft Auto. It's too much this and that. Or, or same thing when it comes to stuff like Star Wars. Like getting a Star Wars movie every year or getting Star Wars just in your face constantly. It's too much. It's to where you feel like it's just oversaturated. And I just personally think that this... I would have rather had seen a remake of Resistance or a remake of the first Kill Zone. You know, games that were from the PlayStation 2 days um, get a remake. Because if you do that, and and you you let's say you do a remake of Resistance, right? And you come out with that remake, and that remake makes money. I mean, makes bank. That gives you an incentive to say, oh, okay, so we remade this. That means that there are still fans of this series. Okay, let's do a reboot and let's bring a new let's bring a new entry into this IP that we own. Um, 
Well, no, that's I why you do a remaster. That's not why you do a remake. Not only that, and unfortunately, I may have to say this and I may be wrong. I don't think a Resistance remake would do as well as a remake for Last of Us. Because the audiences are vastly different. True, and true. And this is about money. This is not about rejuvenating old games that we cherish, unfortunately. This is about how can we maximize profit. Yeah, it's and not I'm about not gonna the lie. consumer. For Sony, if this is all about money, then this is probably the move. I don't personally think this is what gamers want, but I think this is something that gamers will buy regardless, especially with the excitement of the upcoming game. And if they change the face to Pedro Pastel, and not only change the face, change the dialogue, and like they have him voice everything, are you kidding me? Yeah. I would still get it. Maybe not for full price, but I would definitely check it out for sure. And if like they added some new sections and stuff, like they, they totally are going to do stuff to it. If they're going to ground up it, they're going to do a lot more work. But it, is it the game that really needs to be remade right now? No. And I think that's just kind of at the end of the day what this is about. This is about money. Yeah, Marketing. I mean, at the end of about the day... show. Yeah, at the end of the day, people like... This is a company and they got to make money. They got to generate a profit. And at the end of the day, their profit means more than to them than your feelings on what they should or shouldn't make. Um, I, I, and, and that's just a fact of the matter. Um, and this goes into like the next uh, topic of the week, but a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of things have been happening have been revealed um, at Sony in terms of, uh, you know, talking, we, we, I talked about how, um, uh, day Sony Ben was supposed to be developing a new Uncharted game, uh, and that Days Gone wasn't going to get a sequel. And it seems like there's a lot of internal things going on within Sony's uh, 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 studios, uh, PlayStation Studios, where a lot of the developers aren't able to. Sony really isn't in the smaller game making business. They want to create blockbusters, right? So. Uh, a lot of the developers who want to work on smaller games that don't necessarily require lots and lots of money, Sony doesn't want that. I think that one of the developers came in and said, oh, we well, we want to do this and we want to do that. And Sony rejected them. I mean, we heard rumors that they rejected Kojima. We are, Now we, we're hearing from Bloomberg that Sony is rejecting uh, the fact of Days Gone 2. Uh, from Sony Bend, and that instead Sony wanted them to work on an already established series, Uncharted. And once they started, like Sony Bend didn't want to do that. So what they said was, we, we won't do a new Uncharted and we won't do a Days Gone 2. We'll just do an original, a new original IP. And I think that it's just, it's really, really telling when Sony is not allowing these developers that they claim to support so much not give them the free will to um you know make the kind of games that they want and that these developers are only allowed to make these big blockbuster games um it's 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 just it's really interesting and i hope that sony because of like the success of the PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 or whatever, I hope they're not letting that go to their head. Um, 
I, it, it's i mean i don't know i i don't i really want to see what pl sony's uh or rather playstation's goal is here in terms of these games um because i don't know man i i just hope that there's not too much turmoil within the development community to where all we'll see from naughty dog is last of us and uncharted or all we'll see is like remakes of games that came out less than 10 years ago that we don't need or you'll have them shut down studios and then use the employees from there just to merge them with other big studios like for example um they wanted to sony bend employees were scared that they were going to merge sony bend with naughty dog to increase naughty dog's employees and i just i don't want to see shit like that i don't but um what do you think about that malcolm i mean no of course no we don't want to see shit like that but it's just gonna i don't know i feel like this is just the new trajectory that sony's on yeah yeah unfortunately let's kind of see how it plays out i think i don't know because i was something like this not naughty dog those are probably just going to be the two ips they're going to be working on for for a while and that just is what it is although they are working on a new ip so i am excited about that right. but who knows how long that'll last and if they'll just revert back to doing what they're used to doing yeah yeah it's true so we'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see what sony's plan is i mean they've been very quiet i mean a lot of the news that's been coming out about them has been like leaked stuff and stuff from like different news sources they haven't they've been quiet more i feel like they have some they have like some massive to drop and maybe that's what the the game pass wrench in the wheel kind of a thing is. yeah maybe yeah. that's what they're waiting to announce or who knows because yeah. honestly if they really want to blow E3 away, they can show me gameplay of Ragnarok, and that'll do it. Yeah, I don't think they should. I'm just saying, if they wanted to do something crazy, I don't even think we've seen gameplay from the new uh, Horizon Forbidden of the West. No, we have. <laughs> Did you see gameplay? Um, I, I remember a trailer. There CG was a trailer, trailer. but I, I, I mean. I don't think we have. Okay, it's just it's just it was just a trailer. It was just a trailer. Now but, there um, should definitely be gameplay of that. Oh yeah. And yeah. I'm just talking about a game that everyone wants, no matter right. what. Not that Horizon Forbidden West isn't wanted, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And and if and for those of you guys who are, uh who are wondering, uh my, my Malcolm talked about Xbox Game Pass, and if you guys didn't know, apparently Sony has an Xbox Game Pass counterpunch in the works, uh, according to the God of War director. Um, in a YouTube stream, he uh, he talked uh, David David. Uh, how do you say? It? I don't want to mess up his name. I'll just call him uh, David. <laughs> um, but uh, he was the God of War and Twisted Metal developer, and he talked about how um, a staff at Sony were letting him know about a counterpunch to Xbox Game Pass. Um, he said he didn't know what form that would take, but that it's coming. Um, I don't I mean we talked about this a little bit off the off the air before we recorded but I don't see I don't see a PlayStation or Sony coming out with something that can compete with Game Pass only because Game Pass has so much um they have so they have so many to pull from they have the Bethesda stuff they have their own in-house stuff they they're partnering up with EA Ubisoft so they have so many games under their umbrella right now that they can utilize whereas sony even though they have like the, some of the best games of all time 
I don't think that their library can match the 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 amount of games that Xbox Game Pass offers. True, uh, but does it need to? I think is the question. Um, I don't think it needs to. I think it should be more of a quality than quantity. Because as many as many months as I was on Game Pass, I definitely didn't love the whole library. I liked a handful. Now, granted, I think there was at least like ten games that I played, which is a lot. That's nothing. That's not nothing. But like, if I'm being honest, on Game Pass right now, probably twenty games max that I really care about. That's probably real. I, PlayStation I would say were able it would matter some. more to PC though. It would matter more to PC because we're just talking about Game Pass as a whole. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it matters for PC, of course. But I would assume this PlayStation Game Pass, in a sense, we'll call it that for now, would also be on PC, which would why, which is why it would be a big deal. So, like, imagine if the PS PlayStation Plus library was now on PC. That would be a huge deal. Now, granted, you'd have to do something special for console players because that's we already do that, right? So um, I don't know. I, there's there's a few ways for them to do something interesting, um, but you know we'll we'll see. But I we'll definitely see. don't think yeah. they have to have the same type of library because it's about quality, not quantity. True. But I will True. admit, Xbox Game Pass has a large amount of games, and now that they got EA and it, talk, it sounds like they're in talks with Ubisoft. And obviously they have Bethesda. I mean, they do have an impressive library. I'm not going to lie and say they don't. Right. But if we're just talking about what am I willing to spend money on, if you've been on PC your whole life and always loved PlayStation games, and you always played them at your friend's house or you watched them uh, walkthroughs online, and you get a chance to play them for the first time, that'll mean more to them than having Xbox Game Pass. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Sony isn't going to be at E3 this year, obviously. Um, so they're going to obviously have their own little separate thing. And I hope that whatever they end up having or whatever they end up uh, showcasing, whatever showcase they do, that they you know do something huge and big, and that you know lets like just shows them that shows everybody the, that they're still on top. Um, but moving on to the next topic here. Um, now, Epic Games is going to lose a huge amount of money on exclusive games. Um, uh, apparently, they're set to lose $300 million. Um, PC Gamer uh, talked about how despite paying approximately $444 million for minimum guarantees on third-party games for the Epic Games Store, uh, sales for all third-party games for the year amounted to about 265 million. Um, Apple said that Epic Games lost about 181 million on the Epic Store in 2019, putting the total losses thus far at more than 300 million. Um, so, in an effort, in an effort for them to try and compete with Steam, they they you know bought exclusivity for all these different games where you can only experience them on the game epic game store and doing that like you reminded me malcolm you have to pay for that a, a huge amount of money um and the fact that they owe that mu that much i mean can you really say it was worth it at the end of the day for them to you know get all that exclusive stuff because i just think that epic games was never going to beat steam 
or never be on the same level as Steam. I think that what they should have done was just create an in-house game because we know that they're developers and they create games. They could have just created an in-house game, developed the game, and said, okay, we developed this awesome game that you can only experience on uh, our platform, on, on our Epic well, Games Well, I store. think you're also misunderstanding. Like, Epic Games, they're, they're a software company. Right. They're not there to make games necessarily. They're make you know, engines, Unreal 5, shit like that. Right. You know, which is coming soon. I'm very excited for that. Um, they And they want to put their hat in the ring, and I don't think their goal was to take down or or even fight against steam i think their point was to really make make a name for them out there and i think they definitely did i would say they're number two personally i would rather have their launcher than anyone else's other than steam's i mean not that gog is not bad but like i would prefer to have that than the ea one or whatever or the rockstar one or well yeah right i'm just saying so origin yeah right and honestly i think it's unfortunate because i love having my epic launcher they've really given a lot of great games for free now has it kind of backfired yeah but i think a lot of that has to do with the exclusivity shit they do you know they have all kingdom hearts on there and Kingdom Hearts has never been to PC before. And they decided yeah, to true. pay whatever that was yeah. to have all the games. And the same thing with, you know, Borderlands, except Borderlands was a timed exclusive. I don't know if Kingdom Hearts is. I would assume it is, but I don't know. Uh, so I don't know. It's it's just a weird situation where I think they they played the game the best that they knew how to play. And now they're kind of in the hole, and I'm curious to see how they dig themselves out of it. But at the end of the day, I respect Unreal so much. My gosh. I mean, that Unreal 5 engine, I can't even imagine. Like, with the Epic oh, Store yeah. and everything. Yeah. I can't even that imagine. Too. Like, that's that's going to change everything. Or I can't imagine they've showcased it. But I, I respect them as a company, a software company. And as a store, maybe they're struggling, but I... I do think they'll bounce back. I don't think they're ever going to beat Steam, but I don't think they have to. Yeah, that's true. They don't have to, and I hope that they can get themselves out of this hole as well. Oh, I'm sure they will. I mean, Epic Epic Game Store is, is popular enough to where I think that they will figure out a way to bounce back from this. So that's that's. There's no need to worry about them really. Uh, but uh, but yeah, and we got some uh, to end things off. We got some gameplay trailers that we want to talk about. First one being uh, Hot Wheels. We finally got a Hot Wheels gameplay trailer. Um, me and Malcolm talked a little bit about it uh, before the podcast, but uh, what I'll say about it is, as a racing fan, I am excited for the potentiality of this game. Uh, uh, no, no red flags really yet that I can see. I mean, I would have to get the game in my hands to see for myself, uh, but. The gameplay looks solid. It looks like a Hot Wheels game. Looks like those Hot Wheels games that I've played before as a kid um, on PlayStation 1 and like PlayStation 2 and all that Wait stuff. Wait a minute. It does not look like the games you play with. No, 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 no. I mean, it, it has that, like, it, it reminds me of those games. Like, it, it has that same kind oh, okay. of feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 no. I'm, not, no. I'm not saying that it's exactly. No, I'm saying it has that kind of Hot Wheels feel to it. Um, and I think that. It, it 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 has more of an arcadey 
feel to it, uh, which is nice. Um, I like the I like what I see in terms of the racing and the drifting and the way that the car mechanics work. Um, it, it looks very fun. It looks like you you can pick this up and you can honestly i'm not saying it's it looks like it's easy to play because they did say it's going to take some skill but i can see myself playing this like online and and um you know playing this at a friend's house yeah, i think it's party. 12 place 12 player uh, online yeah well, i don't know if they confirmed anything about split screen or not actually oh uh, they did they said saying. they said you can uh play it in split split screen they said split screen two or four uh Probably I, too. I don't know that, but I do know they did confirm that there was going to be a split screen and stuff. So that's a uh, oh, minimum too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, I, I think that it's a different, it's a nice different thing other than just getting a need for speed every, every year. So yeah, I'm excited. Something new. Uh, I want to see where this goes. I hope they come out with a demo or something so I can see more of it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited and I, I can't wait to see more. What do you think, Malcolm? I see a lot of burning plastic, and I think I see a lot of season passes for a game that should be only $60. <laughs> I think it's cute that they charge forty nine ninety nine and then throw two season passes in there. Just saying. Um, the game looks fun, though. I mean, the game doesn't look necessarily super complex, I would make the statement, but me and Cameron have been playing racing games since we were kids. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you know, like he'd really good at Crash, and I'm really good at Mario Kart. So, like, it's just we're used to playing a game that requires repetitive motion and different exactly. types of drifting and stuff like that. So, when I watched the gameplay, I was like, finally, I can do that on something different. Uh, and obviously, not playing another Need for Speed game for a while because I want a break from games that are not games that should be great and end up being whatever. Um, as I do love the Need for Speed series, just been very lackluster lately or well lately for a few years yeah racing um, games in yeah. general yeah as a you. whole um yeah. with the exception of simulator simulators have actually gotten a lot better oh but, okay cool um uh, but yeah i don't know it, the game looks like fun i just feel like they're gonna paywall everyone who really wants the amazing cars the real legacy vehicles and not only that when i was double checking there will be rarity in the vehicles you have just kind of like you know you had rare vehicles that you couldn't get you know the hot wheels right right uh my concern is because there's no customization other than liver livery which is who gives a shit live yeah livery and these rare cars are going to end up performing 10 times better at least in my assumption so i'm not saying it's pay to win but it definitely sure feels like it i just would like them to talk about that a bit more do these season passes are these volume one and volume two passes um they include tracks they don't really need to or areas because i think there'll be plenty i think there's going to be over 30 tracks yeah. 60 the game's plus gonna cars. have a lot of content at launch i was surprised by the amount of vehicles it'll have a lot of content maps. but i still think the cars are going to be very vanilla honestly that especially from the six cars they showed i thought they showed 10 they showed six um and those two you do get two pre-order vehicles and i looked them both up they're cool cars but i'm gonna need a lot of cars because they all look like toys so like nothing's gonna look amazing everything's gonna look kind of plasticky which is fine it's just it's an aesthetic that works for this right. kind of game um i think it definitely brings you back to being a kid but i'll be honest the play style doesn't look as kid friendly as i 
originally thought, but maybe it is. So, like, when I hear, like, it's complex, it didn't look that complex, especially because I feel like this game is really made for kids um, in mind and for adults who used to play with Hot Wheels. So it's right. kind of like a weird balance. Um, obviously, I think the big selling point of the game is going to be the um, the track maker, the being able to make your own tracks. But I don't and know. It has man. boss it's... battles as well. Apparently, they said that you'll you'll have boss battles in this game. There's a whole campaign for it, so you'll have that'll uh, be fun. I do like yeah. that. Oh. I don't know. I'm just worried that these cars are going to be the ones we want. And we're going to have to pay for them. If that's just the case, then just say the game is ninety dollars or sixty dollars. And then add car packs, but don't do this too freaking. Oh yeah, we have volume one and volume two. Let's just call it what it is. There's just two season passes. Would you pay for a car that's like three dollars? Like if they came out and said, okay, if you want a new car, it's going to cost three dollars. No, because do... I bought a game and I should get all the content. It should be extra. It should be bonus. If if there's a legacy vehicle that I want, it should be already in the game. New stuff would be like, let's say, like a 2022 vehicle from right. uh, whatever, like something right. that obviously couldn't have been made, right? right? That makes sense, but I shouldn't have to pay extra money for something that should be in my base game already. Or just go uh, old school and have us un- be- have to race to unlock it or something. That's what I'm saying. It, it sh- everything shouldn't be behind a paywall. I don't mind unlocking vehicles. That's different. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's just yeah. weird no, thing. I feel that, man. I feel that. Well, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, let us know what you guys think. If you've seen the gameplay gameplay trailer, um, let us know if you guys are excited for for the game or not. But uh, moving on to the last topic here, we have another gameplay trailer that came out uh, called "The Day Before." And let's not forget, this is the third gameplay trailer for it. Yeah. Well. And. My thoughts on this game is exactly what I thought when I first when I saw the first gameplay trailer of it and that it is definitely The Last of Us meets The Division and if you put those two games together that's this is the game you get. Um I was very impressed to a certain extent with this game. Um there were some things that where I'm just like okay, well The Division did this, The Last of Us did this. What are you bringing to the It just feels like it's not necessarily doing anything original. It's just taking concepts that were really huge in like other games and combining them together into this open world MMO. I, I told you uh, before we recorded that if I hadn't known what this game was called and I just saw gameplay, I would have thought it was like a Last of Us multiplayer expansion type thing. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, what did you think of it, Malcolm? Yeah, I mean, I thought the the gameplay trailer was it was more involved than the other two. I would say to an right. extent. Well, eh, maybe not the first one, but uh, I was more involved in the second one. I thought um, it, well, it's kind of it's just tough because I thought it was supposed to be a survival game. I think it's amazing that you can waste three clips of assault rifles on five zombies and there's no consequences to that i think that's pretty crazy right Um, they gotta fix that it's more technical things that i have problems with in the game i do and i i am excited for it i do like how technical it is i do like the fact that you know it depends on the terrain you're driving how easily a car can drive i do like the fact that 
if there's a flat tire, you can actually have to replace it. You can even, I bet you can even tune the car, honestly. Um, I do like the fact that sound makes a difference. Although right. in this trailer, it felt as though sound didn't make as much of a difference as as I would have expected. Right. Um, I just feel like the game is just kind of giving me conflicting views of things I keep thinking are in the game. Like, oh, since it's survival, ammo shouldn't be like, you know, that you shouldn't have access to a lot of ammunition. Right. When I see someone blowing through all that ammo, I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's not as much survival as I expected. And also, I thought with an alarming house going off for at least two to three minutes, or if not, like even a minute and a half, you'd have a swarm of zombies coming in. But you really only had two player vehicles show up. Whether they're AI or they're actual players is regardless to me. Uh, I think that's a weird response to that much noise, regardless mm. of where it is in the city mm. or in the, in the rural area. Um, so, you know, it, it looks cool. I do like the gameplay. Uh, it's still upsetting to see someone miss that many shots when they're right in front <laughs> yeah. of them, but that just is what that is. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would definitely, I'm still interested. I'm just a bit disappointed in the fact that we still don't have a release date in sight. Maybe that's a good thing, but it's still supposed to be released this year. I think it would, at this point, it would make more sense to say quarter four. Yeah. Than just say 2021 because it yeah. makes more sense at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, um, I'm excited for the game. And I guess because my, my excitement draws from where this is the kind of game that's going in the direction that I wanted the division to go into. I wanted the division to introduce like infected and have you try to survive in the city with like infected coming at you and this kind of thing. Um, or like the virus that infected the, the the world, basically mutated people and all that kind of stuff. So this is kind of like me getting that. Um, but I do see where people can have concerns about the game. Because uh, again, it does look like a carbon copy of The Division, Last of Us. And some of the gameplay mechanics uh, in terms of like wasting a whole clip on, a, on one zombie is a little problematic. Um, and I'm curious to see just how big the world is. Um, I, I know that they've shown off particularly the, uh, a city setting. And then in the new gameplay trailer that we saw, they showed off a woods setting. So I'm very, very curious to see. And I know you'll be driving using cars and stuff. So that makes me kind of believe that the game is going to be very huge. Um, well, just the and, fact that it's an MMO alone. Yeah. So... And then you know, getting the confirmation with the spaces we got definitely is going to be massive. Yeah, so um, we'll definitely have to wait and see what becomes of this game. I think it'll also come out in quarter four, uh, 2021, especially given the fact that we're still in a pandemic. So these developers could still be working um, from home uh, and not be working in the office or in the same place. And that's why they're saying 2021 and not giving us definitive release date, because that can change depending on the development process. and and uh you know people's reactions so so yeah i do want to give them props though gameplay much hype i mean they've every trailer's been gameplay and different gameplay nonetheless yeah and they learned their lesson from the first trailer where we had weird character dialogue that no one would really say unless they were reading a weird script yeah oh hi there cowboy how you doing (laughs) oh man this guy's over there Ooh. 
Yeah. Gotta take care of them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But um but yeah, that's gonna do it for topics this week, and that's gonna do it for this episode of the Land Cable Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode and uh we hope that uh, you guys will join us uh, back here next week. Any uh any last thoughts before we get out of here for this week, Malcolm? Yeah, I just hope everyone's staying safe and thankfully things are starting to calm down a little over here and the vaccine seems to be a little bit more readily available. I think we're going to tier orange now, which is crazy to believe because we were in purple for so long. Right, right. <laughs> Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I I agree. I hope everybody's staying safe, and I hope you guys uh, have a great week and a great weekend. And we will definitely see you guys here next week on another edition of the Land Cable Podcast. You guys stay safe and take care.